This one is painful. You told me so and I didn't listen. I took a chance and I got burned. So what should I do now? Hello, sports card investors and oof. I am feeling a little lighter in the wallet and in the ego today. If you've been watching this channel for a while, you probably saw the trade I did at the National this year, where I traded a big Shohei Otani card and a Trevor Lawrence card for this Desmond Ritter card. And that was after I had already shelled out a lot of cash to buy this Desmond Ritter card. There they are, his perfect two prism black one of ones. Now, most people in the comments of those videos thought I was nuts for paying big bucks and trading a Shohei Otani card for a Desmond Ritter card. But I felt good about it at the time. When I did the trade, I said in that video that I thought Shohei Otani's market was peaking and was likely to go down soon. So I thought that was the right time to trade away Shohei. And that I did get right. And I talked about how hot the football card market was. And if I were to invest in the right young quarterback, their cards could shoot up during the early part of the season. And that happened for Brock Purdy, not Desmond Ritter. My mistake was I picked the wrong guy. Now, before I get into this more, I want to make one thing very clear from the start. When Desmond Ritter was benched by the Falcons a couple of weeks ago, there were a lot of people on social media tagging me to make fun of me. Some said that this is proof that what Jeff says is wrong and you shouldn't listen to anything Jeff says. Well, let me show you exactly what I said in my recap video after that trade went down. Look, it is a huge risk. That Desmond Ritter card has a ton of downside as well. If Ritter struggles this season and gets replaced as the starter, that card is going to tank in value and this will be a disastrous trade deal for me. Look, I'm very clear that investing in young quarterbacks or really any younger player is a huge risk. It's speculating, it's gambling. It's similar to playing fantasy football, but with big dollars on the line. Now, some will say in the comments that this isn't really investing at all, but I completely disagree with that. My background is a startup investor. I invest in new companies. All startup investors will tell you that it is a very high risk, high reward form of investing. When I write a check to a new startup, I know that my entire investment is at risk. Venture capitalists who fund a high volume of startups often expect to lose on nine out of every 10 investments because they're okay with that model because if the 10th is a unicorn company that goes on to become the next Uber or Facebook or Netflix and becomes worth billions of dollars, then they did great overall. So yes, buying the sports card of young players in hopes that they will rise in value is a form of investing. It's just an extremely high risk form of investing. If you choose to invest in rookie quarterbacks or baseball prospects before they get called up to the majors or a 19 year old point guard, then you will most definitely lose more than you will win. And that might be okay. Because if your wins are big wins, then you might do well overall. But understand, like I did when I acquired these Desmond Ritter cards, that most people lose playing this game. For me, I like taking the risk on occasion. Now, most of my sports card portfolio 
is not invested in risky players like this. I have far more money invested in Michael Jordan cards, Kobe Bryant cards, LeBron James cards, and vintage cards from all sports than I do in all active players combined. Putting your money in all-time great players is by far a safer long-term bet. But as a startup investor, I'm comfortable taking risk. In fact, I want a little bit of risk because I find it fun and exhilarating. If my entire collection was just Hall of Famers, I would miss out on the thrill of watching a young player who I took a chance on perform great and their cards shoot up in value. And I've had that thrill a number of times. Earlier this year, I made a ton of money on Shohei Otani, and I also cashed out big time on my Shea Gilgius Alexander collection as well. When you have big wins like that, it's addicting. So before this football season started, I loaded up on a couple of young players who I felt would do big things this year. One was Jalen Hurts. That decision is looking really smart right now. Now we'll see how this season plays out, but I like where Jalen Hurts and the Eagles sit right now, and I'm hopeful that I can sell some of Jalen Hurts' cards around playoff time and make a nice profit. The other player I loaded up on? Well, that would be Desmond Ritter, and right now, that is looking like a total miss. So why Desmond Ritter? At the time I did the trade, I said in the video that I really liked this situation he was in. I said Atlanta had put a lot of weapons around him, including their top draft pick, Bajan Robinson. And I also pointed out how easy Atlanta's schedule was and how weak the rest of the division was. I said I thought that the Panthers, Bucks, and Saints would all struggle this season and that Atlanta and Desmond Ritter would have a clear chance to win the division. Well, those things have actually all happened. Bajan Robinson has had some awesome performances. The schedule has been easy, and the rest of the division is, in fact, a mess. But despite all of that, Atlanta's coaching has been very suspect. The defense has been a big letdown at times, and Desmond Ritter's play has been well below expectation. He's made a lot of turnovers. He's missed open receivers, and he's struggled getting the offense going. As a result, a couple of weeks ago, he got benched in favor of Taylor Heineke. Now, Ritter's career isn't over. The Falcons may still put him back as their starter, or he may end up with a second chance somewhere else down the road. But it's very clear right now that these two cards that I bought are now worth nowhere close to what I paid for them this summer. I'd take a huge loss if I were to sell these cards right now. And by the way, I'd be facing a similar huge loss if I decided to invest in Jordan Love or Mac Jones or Trey Lance or Justin Fields. The list goes on and on. If you are buying these cards purely for your personal collection, then you may not care. And good for you. Buy what you love and who cares what happens in the market. But if you're hoping that your cards will also go up in value, then know that if you buy any young player in any sport, you are taking huge risk. And if you're comfortable with that, like I was when I bought these cards, then keep playing the game. It's fun. Sometimes you'll get it right, and sometimes you won't. But if you are in this situation today, if you have these cards today, my question to you now is, what would you do with them today? Would you hold on to them and hope Ritter gets a second chance and revives his career so that you can maybe someday get your money back out of them? Or would you cut your losses now and sell them for whatever you can get and move that little bit of money onto your next investment? 
Now, I think most of you will probably say you might as well hold on to them because you have a lot invested in them and they're worth so much less today. But I will tell you, as an investor, I don't actually believe in that line of thinking. That is called the sunk cost fallacy. The sunk cost fallacy is the phenomenon whereby a person is reluctant to abandon a strategy because they have invested heavily in it, even when it is clear that abandoning the strategy would be more beneficial. And people make this mistake all the time in the sports card market. How many times have you walked up to a dealer at a card show and made a reasonable offer on a card and they say they won't sell it to you for that price because they're into it for more? Who cares what they're into it for? That's in the past. That doesn't matter today. What matters today is what the cards are worth today. And whatever that happens to be, the question is, is that money best served by remaining in that card or being moved to another investment? In the case of Desmond Ritter, strictly looking at the math, I'd probably say keeping my investment in these cards is probably not the right play anymore. Yes, I have close to $30,000 invested into these two cards between cash and trade value combined. If I were to sell them today, I think combined they'd sell for somewhere between five dollars and $10,000. There's still enough Falcons collectors out there and fans of Ritter from his college days at Cincinnati and speculators willing to take a high-risk chance that these cards do still have some value, likely in that five dollars to $10,000 range. But that's a lot less than the $30,000 I originally put into them. So strictly from an investing standpoint, the proper way to think about this is if I had five dollars to $10,000 in cash to invest today, would I put that money back into these Desmond Ritter cards or would I put it into some other player? And at this point, I think the odds of Ritter rising to become a star NFL quarterback look slim. Look, I hope he does, but the odds are very stacked against that happening at this point. So I think the best investing move would be to forget what I originally paid for these cards, focus on what they're worth today, cash out for what I can get, take the loss, and move that money into, hopefully, a better investment that will perform better in the future. But I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I have other motivation for holding on to these cards other than purely investment. I live here in Atlanta and I'm a Falcons fan. So I like having Ritter's best cards and I'm going to continue to cheer for him and hope that he gets another chance. And even if he's out of the NFL in a few years and these cards become completely worthless, they are still something that I'll probably hold on to because they are a reminder to me of a sports card investment gone bad. And sometimes holding on to evidence of your failure can keep you humble which I think is probably a pretty healthy thing for your long-term success. What would you do if you own these two cards right now? Let me know in the comments below. I cannot wait to read what your advice would be. And if you're going to be buying any sports cards in the months ahead, two things I want you to do right now. Make sure you have the free Sports Card Investor app on your phone. If you don't, go search for Sports Card Investor in the App Store. If you do, Open it up because it is full of some really good deals on cards right now. And second, if you're serious about tracking your collection and the values of sports cards, go try Market Movers for free. And you can do that by going to sportscardinvestor.com, clicking on Market Movers in the main menu bar, or downloading the Market Movers app on your phone. I look forward to your comments. If you enjoyed watching, hit like, hit subscribe, and I'll see you soon with my next episode. Hopefully, a better one. Take care.